Hello there, welcome to Pen Positive. Today I want to try something new. I'm going to have both the video and the podcast made available. Video in the Pen Positive YouTube channel and podcast in the Pen Positive Outlast podcast. I am going to go a presentation mode. Today's topic is how do we become a better team player? I've got seven pointers and I will take you through each one of them and I'll share some thoughts on that. That does not mean that the, there are only seven pointers. There might be more. You can share what you feel. And also, there are very much different ways in which you could actually look at each of these points. So those who are listening to this as a podcast, we'll take a short commercial break and everyone, including the podcasters, we will get started with the first point. Listen actively. Now, we talk about communication, right? And communication is always, people think that communication is about talking. But communication is more about listening. Yes, there is the way to be able to express ourselves in a proper way, in a way in which the other person understands. But beyond that, I think more time should be spent in actively listening. Not hearing, actively listening. And I say that because... As part of a team, there is a lot of things that's being said by other team members. A lot of people tend to hear that, tend to listen, but they're not very active in it. If someone in our team talks to us, we need to probably stop everything else that we're doing and just focus on what they're saying. Because that's how we can become a team player. Only if we actively listen to others, Will other people actively listen to us? Now, second point is understand expectations. When we are a team member, people have expectations, right? Based on our what we are supposed to do, there are expectations by other team members. There are expectations by maybe the team manager or team lead, or there are expectations by other teams. So no team works in silo. They work with other teams as well. So when you interact and collaborate and work with other teams, it's very important that we know what are the expectations of other teams. And I think understanding that makes us a better team player. The third point is be a problem solver. Don't be a problem creator. And I'm not saying that people do it intentionally, but there are we should look at patterns in our behavior that might be creating problems for other people. Do we create more impediments than resolve those impediments or remove those impediments? What is our outlook when an issue arises? Do we try to make that issue worse or do you try to solve it? Do we try to blame others or do we try to solve that? If as a team player, as a team member, you have this reputation of being a problem solver. You are not just an asset for that team. You're an asset to every other team and even to the organization. So, and we will, over the next few weeks, also try to understand how do you actively listen or how do we, how do we manage and understand expectations. We'll also talk about how to be a problem solver. These are all, these are all topics that we're going to cover in the next uh, next weeks, coming weeks and months. 
So being a problem solver is something that's very important because problem solvers are always a major asset to teams, to organizations, and even to society that we live in. Fourth is meet your commitments. We all have commitments. There are commitments we give as individuals. There are commitments we give as teams. There are commitments we give as departments. There are commitments we give as a company. There's always there is a commitment. So where our commitment is there is our commitment is dependent on someone else's commitment. And there are other people whose commitments to other people are dependent on our commitment. So this is kind of a kind of a collaborative interlinked process. So if we don't keep our commitment, we don't honor our commitment, then that creates a chain reaction wherein every other person linked to us cannot meet their commitment. So it's very important for us to make sure that we meet our commitment. So if we as a team member cannot meet our commitment, then the team as a whole fails. So always try to find out how to meet commitments. And I think that's also a topic that we should talk about because meeting commitments is also raising alarms much early in the process so that you don't you don't reach that last date and figure out that you're not going to get things done. So meet your commitments. Work towards meeting your commitments. The fifth one is be responsive and ready to help. When someone, and this is not just about uh, your own team members. These are also people who work in other teams. Be as responsive as possible. When, uh, when someone comes to you, and someone needs any message. Now, there are a lot of people who work remotely now. Not always, they're not always working in the office. So what means is that you should have your uh, instant messenger available so that if, if it's Teams or Slack or whatever tool that you use, if someone messages you, make sure that you reach back to them as early as possible. Yes, there might be instances where you might not be able to get back earlier. But if you or me, if we kind of, kind of bring that habit to respond and be responsive, we will know that other people with whom we communicate, when we need something, they're also as responsive. It is another kind of chain reaction. You're responsive, people are responsive. And always be there ready to help. Um, there are two ways we can be ready to help. One is when someone really comes and asks for help. Uh, don't say yes if you cannot meet it because sometimes... A no is much better than uh, saying yes and not being able to meet your commitment. So be very honest there and be very, uh, very transparent. And another thing is where you say that you have some bandwidth. Go to other teams or go to other team members and tell them, you know what, uh, I've got some bandwidth. Do you want me to help you out? So that's that's another way of being ready to help. Not just when help is asked, but also extend your time to help others. Sixth is be transparent. I just mentioned about being honest. So being transparent is in one way I consider that similar to being honest. And transparency is something that we have to definitely talk about. I've spoken about it before. But uh, when, when we are transparent, we also ask others to be transparent without really asking Others also become transparent. When we are transparent, people feel comfortable. People feel safe to be transparent. 
And when we start being transparent, slowly the team, the team members, the organization, the culture, everything becomes transparent. It takes courage to start being transparent in a place where it is not transparent. Uh, and I think I think you can, we all can take that first step to be transparent. Say what our problems are. Say the issues that we face. Say the challenges that we have. Don't don't keep people in the dark. So being transparent is so important in today's work culture, especially when a lot of people work remote, hybrid. We are not working in person, so which means that transparency is so needed. When I go for a meeting, when I'm late, I let people know that I'm late. Sometimes I'm not able to make a phone call when I'm driving, but still, uh, whenever possible, I make sure that I can I can be transparent on or let people know that I can't keep my word or something like that, you know. So as long as you don't have a culture of penalizing people for being transparent, I think it's a good way to go forward. And the final one is understanding our strengths. Understanding our strengths. So we all have certain strengths. We all have certain weaknesses. Some of these strengths, some of these weaknesses, people understand uh, and we understand. That's fine. Sometimes people understand, but we don't understand what our strengths are. We don't understand what our weaknesses are. And it can go in different ways, this different permutation combinations. But we should take an effort from our end to understand our strengths because unless we understand our strengths, when we understand our strengths, we also understand some of our weaknesses. And then we can start working with the team, working with other members, let them know what our strengths are, let them know what our weaknesses are. So because when we say what our weaknesses are, that is a way in which the team as a whole and other team members working with us or people in other teams all can work with us in such a way that they can help us move our weaknesses, cover up our weaknesses, not really cover up, that's not the right word to use. Move our weaknesses towards strengths. Help us maybe cross-sell or upskill and help us be the better self of ourselves. So I think those are the seven points. This is the first attempt of how I want to do it. I don't know uh, if this is the right way or this is uh, a way in which the audience would like. But um, I think I'm going to try it out for a few weeks. I've got a few interesting topics in hand. And I want to cover these uh, conversations or these presentations to like 10 minutes, not more than that. Uh, now, this one is more than 10 minutes, but uh, still less than 15 minutes, I would say. But uh, 10 is kind of when, when it's not going 10, I kind of say, you know what? Now I need to bring it to a conclusion. So about five points to seven points is what you will have in all these presentations. You guys take care. I'll see you all next week. Be content, be pen positive, stay safe, and please, please be kind. Thank you.